The South African president is out here shaking tables. Now, he was one of the few African presidents that had the guts and the willpower to attend the Russia-Africa summit. And there he did not hold back. He went so hard at the West, calling them out for treating Africa as an extension of, 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 their, of their country. You know, this African country belongs to certain European or Western country. And whatever resources are in that country are by extension our resources. And we can do as we please in those countries. And President Cyril Ramaphosa says, ever since we got independence, we are our own people. Freedom means we get to decide who we are, who we do business with, and what terms we do business on. We are no longer your slaves. There must be respect also for what we do as countries, and we must stop those countries that count their wealth and their assets in terms of the minerals that reside in the African soil, like they did in the past when they counted their wealth. They used to count their wealth in the number of slaves that they owned, that were taken from the African continent. Respect and mutual benefit should underpin what we as Africa do as we relate to other countries in the world. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome again to another episode of our conversations. My name is Ondira Oganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having a conversation with you guys about Africa, black people, our empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. The Russia-Africa summit has just been recently concluded. And unlike last year, where at least 43 heads of state made their way to Russia, this year, only 17 made their way to Russia. Now, it's a very telling sign of where Africa stands with Russia and how strained that relationship is going to be or how hard Russia is going to have to work in order to build meaningful relationships with Africa. We know that one of the countries that has the largest influence on the continent is China. And this is because China is always sending a lot of money to the continent in terms of aid, in terms of development money, in terms of loans. And China has been very liberal in the way it does business with Africa. It doesn't try to impose its Chinese communist values on African countries. It has sort of masqueraded as a country that respects who you are and what you do. But we know that also when somebody is giving you a lot of money and you have no means of paying it back, then you have to think twice about it. America also has a very large influence on the continent, likely because... Um, of the business deals that America does with the continent. And just because, I mean, it's America, it's one of the most powerful countries in the world. So it serves African countries um, in best interest to be in good books with America. Now we're seeing Russia trying to align with Africa and Russia is coming with a lot of goodies, you know. Um, Russia is, is, is taking the reverse psychology approach. Russia is saying, look at the way America treats you. Look at the way the UK treats you. We're here to treat you as partners and equals. We're here to respect you. We're here to help you in any way that we can. And it's to be said that Russia has also, President Vladimir Putin, has gone out of his way to ensure that he can give Africans handouts and goodies and listen to them and try to partner in projects that can ensure that 
Africans move forward, but also create a good perception for himself on the continent. Now, what are Russian interests on the continent? That will be established because the more they, they find their way to the continent, the more they, they, their interests will become more public. Last year during the Russia-Africa summit, 43 heads of states showed up. It was such a successful summit. I mean, for the first time, I think African leaders felt seen, they felt hard, and they felt like this is a country that we can form great alliances with. But fast forward, Russia invaded Ukraine and a lot has happened, including international pushback and, and, and sanctions. And so Russia is not as an attractive partner as it was a year ago because of just how volatile it is. You touch Russia even with a 10-foot pole, then you're bound to feel the trickle-down effect of Western power falling on you. And so many African leaders are, are very very wary in dealing with russia they're very lax and so we only saw 17 head to russia for the russia africa summit and one of the presidents who was there was president sarah ramaphosa and i i just like how president ramaphosa expo expresses himself in public one of the first things that she spoke about was how africa is always alienated when it comes to critical positions of decision making take for example g20 um, it's been a conversation where create one more thing, make it G21 where you can have not one African country, just Africa as a block. This is something that Professor Jeffrey Search has also extensively spoken about. Look at the UN Security Council. President Sir Ramaphosa was saying, give us a seat at that table. We want a seat at the tables that matter because decisions are made that impact Africa, yet Africa is not at the decision table. And so it's almost like Africans have left their fate in the hands of people who have have no interest of Africa and do not know what Africa needs. It is totally unfair, inequitable, and unacceptable that a continent that represents 1.3 billion people continues to be none, no, rep, not represented on the UN Security Council. In our interconnected world, we are all affected by conflict and instability in other parts of the world. We have a responsibility as nations to work for peace, to support peace building, and to lend our every effort to bring an end to conflict and war wherever it occurs. As South Africa, we are steadfast in our position that negotiation and dialogue and adherence to the United Nations Charter are necessary for the peaceful and just resolution of conflicts. It is our hope that constructive engagement and negotiation can bring about an end to the ongoing conflict between the Russian Federation and Ukraine. President Ramaphosa was also very quick to mention that many Western countries are always saying, oh, we're helping Africa, we're aiding Africa, but the aid is very alienated and it's meant to keep you poor. And this is something that many scholars have spoken about, Dambisa Moe and even Professor Jeffrey Satch. If you're going to help an African country, 
short, sharp, targeted. But most of the help is always meant to perpetuate the cycle of poverty. Most of the development that these countries will do on the continent are made to alienate you and not to further the African agenda. I'll give you an example. Um, the Standard Gauge Railway that was funded by China in Kenya. It's a railway that leads from Nairobi and goes to Mombasa and then they extended it and it ends in Suswe. It's technically a railway to nowhere. If you want to do infrastructure projects on the continent, particularly projects that Africans are going to pay through their nose, then can it be integrated in the greater African vision, Vision Africa 2063? Why not build a railway that connects Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi? Yeah, connect East Africa. Then we'll pay you back your money, but this is... These are projects, this is infrastructure that is geared towards the development and not just infrastructure for the sake of infrastructure. Does that make sense? Because when you develop something like light rail in the region, then you've eased movement of goods, you've eased movement of people, and you're also going to reduce the cost of transportation, which will mean that airfares in the region are going to go lower because they're the highest in the region. If you do a railway from Cairo to Cape Town, it means that goods are going to be moving all across Africa because it's from the highest point of the continent to the lowest point of the continent. But when these countries are doing business and doing projects and funding projects, they don't want it to be a project that can benefit the continent and by extension benefit you as a country, perpetually keeping you in the cycle of poverty. The proposed Africa-Russia action plan for the coming years should align with the second 10-year implementation plan of the AU's Agenda 2063. This will ensure that there is coherence and that the plan is action-oriented based on real practical interventions. We should also ensure joint monitoring and evaluation of the action plan we need to jointly allocate the necessary funding for implementation and be accountable for concrete deliverables. Geopolitical tensions are negatively affecting countries across Africa. As part of Russia-Africa cooperation, we must repeat our call for existing global institutional mechanisms to be strengthened and reformed. Greater participation of our countries of the global south will promote inclusiveness and engender trust. I think one of the hot takes of President Cyril Ramaphosa was when he was speaking about how the West perceives Africa. And this is something that will get him in a lot of trouble, but I mean, what does he have to lose? South Africa is already in hot water. And he was speaking truthfully about how natural resources in Africa are almost considered belongings of the West. That's why Emmanuel Macron has the audacity to say, if French interests are interfered with in Niger, then they will intervene. What interests? That uranium belongs to the people of Niger. It belongs to the people of Niger. It's they decide to do business with you and power the light bulbs in your country. They have the sovereign right to decide who they do business with. But these countries will have their multinationals in Africa, 
mining our natural resources, shipping profits back to to their respective countries, damaging the environment here and paying very little, very little money that cannot be able to even develop these countries. And President Shirumafosa is saying that has to stop. There must be respect also for what we do as countries and we must stop those countries that count their wealth and their assets in terms of the minerals that reside in the African soil, like they did in the past when they counted their wealth. They used to count their wealth in the number of slaves that they owned, that were taken from the African continent. Respect and mutual benefit should underpin what we as Africa do as we relate to other countries in the world. African countries should, as sovereign states, be able to also pursue their own independent foreign policy approaches that are not beholden to any other major global power or blocks. This second Russia-Africa summit is an opportunity to further enhance and strengthen international cooperation and partnership for Africa's development. We welcome the focus on further cooperation between Russia and Africa to promote investment, to facilitate development of value chains and boost capacity to produce and to export finished and manufactured products. Well, thank you very much for watching. Let me know what you think about President Ramaphosa. Do you think that he's speaking the minds of many Africans and what Africans have been thinking all along? I'll see you again next time.